Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson, and I have not one but two guests for you today, Brooke Lopez and Adriana Mayberry. Now, Brooke Lopez may be a name you recognize. She's been on the pod before, but she and Adriana are here to talk about a new venture that they have created, the Lone Star Parody Project. It's a great project from two insanely talented young women, so of course I had to have her back on. Plus, it's my show. I get to make the rules. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little more scattered than usual today. My brain is all fuzzy. My heart rate is up. It's hard to concentrate. Ugh, there's this one special someone who's dominating my thoughts so much that she's pushing all other thoughts off into the dark recesses of my skull. Okay. Okay. Here's the scoop. Guys, I met Senator Kirsten Gillibrand today. Now, before I get all fangirly and start making you think I had an exclusive sit down with the amazeball senator from New York, I met her in what was basically a line of 50 other women who wanted to shake the senator's hand and get a picture with her. But I did both. <laughs> I gushed, I shook, and I smiled for a photo. It was magic. Okay, but in all honesty, she was kind and gracious and stayed around after a talk she gave to take a picture with anyone who wanted one. There wasn't time for her to really connect with everyone, but she gave us all a little bit of her time, and I'm grateful for it. Senator Gillibrand was speaking at a symposium today called the Symposium on Texas Women. In addition to her, 12 other women spoke on panels about women's health, women in politics, and just the general state of women in Texas. It was very exciting. The room was full of women from every sector of industry, government, and nonprofit, and everyone in there had the same general agenda, create more space for women, aka it was basically heaven. <laughs> but seriously, it was fantastic to be in a room with so many people who have a stake in improving the state of women. When things get so bleak sometimes, it's hard to think about all of the other people working toward the same goal that you have. But I have to remember that there's a lot of us out there doing this very difficult work. Okay, how did you guys meet? <laughs> so Brooke and I were a part of the Texas Civic Ambassador Program, which is mm -hmm. through the Annette Strauss Institute at UT Austin. Um, and what it does is basically get millennials or, you know, college students from the UT system and brings us all together, people who are civically engaged. And um, we go to a conference and just met everyone. And Brooke and I happen to both be from UT Dallas. So, so it's actually also a funny story. We did meet once before that, but we just didn't know each other. Uh, we both helped in the um, establishment, a reestablishment of Gamma Theta Upsilon at UT Dallas, which is the Geographic Honor Society. And Adriana is actually the president of that now. So that's, we actually met on our initiation day when we were being initiated into the Honor Society. And then um, we connected again at Texas Civic Ambassadors, only knowing each other's names, essentially. And then um, as Texas Civic Ambassadors, we got the opportunity to kind of mingle a little bit more and that's when we became friends. <laughs> and you just like randomly kind of met each other and then found out that you have this passion in common? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, I, that's essentially what happened. I mean, we both had this geography background, mm -hmm. which is why we knew each other through Gamma Theta Upsilon. Um, but yeah, we were both 
politically savvy and involved and happened to get chosen for this awesome program and that's what really brought us together. Yeah, we both have a, a thing for data. So when she <laughs> talked about it at the conference, I was like, this girl, I need to get to know more about her. We need to work on this project. And then the project kind of spurred. Um, I had had gallbladder surgery in December, so I was immobile for about a month. And uh, I just thought that I wanted to collect data. Um, I had just done my senior thesis and realized there's a huge gap in data in uh, women in Texas who run for any office other than state or congressional, we have no record of it essentially. And so I was like, man, that would be cool if we could do this and then also share stories. And the person I knew that would be able to help me kind of gather that data and really be interested was Adriana. That's fantastic. <laughs> so let's get you guys introduced. So who are you? Okay, so I'm Adriana Mayberry. Uh, my undergrad is in geography and I'm doing my master's in geospatial information sciences at UT Dallas. What that entails is mapping spatial data, and basically I'm gearing it towards political analysis. And my name is Brooke Lopez, even though I know we met. Um, I just <laughs> recently graduated from UT Dallas with my bachelor's in science, and I'm looking forward to go to law school. In terms of Lone Star Parity Project, I'm the executive director and co-founder and Adriana is also a co-founder and she's our research director. Okay, so what is Lone Star Parity Project? Lone Star Parity Project is an online publication dedicated to sharing the stories of women involved in Texas politics. So of course that's our go-to catchphrase, what we tell everybody, but to give a little bit more in-depth analysis, we have two branches of the organization. It's our features and our research. Um, Adriana can elaborate a little more on the research, but the feature side, essentially, we interview women across all variations of positions in politics. So we've interviewed elected officials and student volunteers who work on campaigns. We are interviewing chiefs of staff, and we just want to get to know a little bit of information about who they are and some of their greatest advice. We compile it into a story, and we share it for them. So not only are we sharing their personal side, but we're gather gathering research data points from these interviews. Yeah, so basically we want to tell the holistic uh, idea of what it's like to be a woman in Texas politics because we realize no one is really telling that story. But aside from the story, like Brooke said, we have specific questions that we're trying to gather data on. And with that, and as my role in, as a research director, is coming up with ideas of what data we can collect and just kind of understand in general, like at the city level, at the county level, regional, state, how many women are actually participating and if those numbers are going up or what is the problem with why they aren't going up. Uh, there's just not really any information out there that is collected on such a like widespread level. And so Brooke realized this issue um, and I'm kind of implementing it. Brooke, you've been on the pod before, um, I think last year. So yeah. what have you been up to? I mean, obviously starting Lone Star Parody Project, <laughs> but uh, just give us like a brief, you know, what's been going on in the last year? Um, well, in the past year, when I was speaking to you, I was gearing up for graduation. Now I'm proud to say I'm a degreed woman and <laughs> one of the first to do so in my family, so I'm very honored. Um, right now I'm waiting to hear back from some law schools, but since then um, I've 
definitely expanded my work with Ignite a little bit more, which is the org that I was being interviewed with. Um, and Ignite kind of helped me gather that network of women who I wanted to interview. And I still work in the local high schools with the young women talking about politics and leadership and civic engagement. Um, and honestly, just really prepping for the conference in February. And other than that, just dedicating as much time as I can to Lone Star Parity Project um, so that it can kind of be in a stable place before I head off to law school. And Adriana, how did you get interested in politics? Um, it was really organic. Just I, I've always been fairly well informed since high school. Um, I liked reading the news. But then in the last couple of years, I was really spurred to do something and felt like I had a voice and that I should be heard. And like friends were telling me, you know, like get more involved, like you have good opinions. So that's really kind of what got me into it. And then I just started taking these chances. Like I applied for the Texas Civic Ambassador Program and was accepted and um, built this network of awesome millennials that like think you're awesome and then inspire you to do more. And it, it's just like this like great circular flow. Um, and so I've just gone full force into this political mode where I think this is where really where I like what my calling is and where I should be. Um, and I, since then I've been accepted into the Archer graduate fellowship program, um, which I'll be going to DC and pursuing this kind of career. So how did y'all decide to make political parity in Texas your issue? We love women. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, for me, it kind of started the whole reason uh, that I wanted to make sure parody was at least in the name of this publication when I was first thinking of the baby ideas before I brought it to Adriana, before we even made it um, known to the public was uh, because I ran for office when I was 18, which I know we talked about before, but Mm -hmm. to kind of just go over it, I ran for city council in Wiley, Texas, and I was one of two women who ran for the same position. Um, And during my experience, I learned a lot about not only my community, but the surrounding communities. Um, There was a lot of interesting lessons to be learned, and I realized with the experience of running for office, especially at such a young age and as a minority in a historically Anglo-American community, um, I realized that it is difficult for women to run for office. There were a lot of interesting differences between myself and the other female candidate and our male candidates. Um, We weren't allowed to really talk about planning and zoning. We weren't trusted with talking about ethics. Um, And then the obvious, I, I faced a lot of discrimination because of my Hispanic heritage. And I always realized that I never wanted another young Brooke or another young Hispanic, Latina, African-American powerhouse to feel as put off as I was. So I decided to really focus a lot of my time after my campaign into trying to help the local community, mainly in Texas, um, figure out how to navigate the political system while still being able to stand strong as a female candidate, not having to put aside their own personal identity to fit in with the political climate. And so years now have passed, I'm 21, that was almost three years ago, my freshman year of college, and I'm still trying to share my story, but instead of talking about the negatives of the campaign, I wanna use my um, resources that I've gained in college, such as 
gathering data, analyzing different reports and literary reviews, and trying to combine all of this in addition to storytelling to be able to bring Lone Star Parity Project, focused solely on getting more women into office instead of continuing to share my story of how I didn't get into office. I want to change the narrative and help young women get into office and not experience the same thing I did. Yeah, and then from my perspective, this is just something that has been ingrained in me that from when I was little and when my siblings were growing up, like my mom always said, you know, you are an independent woman, you can do whatever you want. Um, and just realizing that I had that that force behind me that was, uh, like, encouraged me to do what I wanted to do. Um, and then just getting into college life and always being in data and science and just recognizing that women in general aren't nearly as empowered as I was. Um, and again, just having that narrative recognized and putting that positive impact out there um, to influence others to, to realize that they can do exactly what we're doing. When did y'all launch? <laughs> well, that's a funny story. Um, <laughs> we originally began crafting this idea. Um, well, I had surgery December 1st, so like December 3rd or 4th, I was feeling really empty. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? There's no better time to think about the, to share this idea than now. So I reached out to Adriana. Within a month, we started mobilizing contributors. We started gathering stories before we officially launched. Um, but our official website publication was... January 20th, which is also the year anniversary of not only the Women's March, but the March for Life. So we wanted to make sure it was a day that was known as a nonpartisan opportunity for political involvement. Mm -hmm. How do you find your contributors? Um, our first contributors were mostly through the Texas Civic Ambassador Program, um, friends that share our same ideology um, about women. But we've been reaching out just through our networks, through Facebook, through LinkedIn, trying to find other people. Um, we're going to campus organizations, conservative groups, progressive groups, and just trying to get a broad um, contributor base throughout Texas to kind of exemplify that the differences in region and the differences in ideologies and just having that diversity of thought within our uh, organization. So I know y'all are, you know, fairly new, but what is something that has surprised you or that you've learned? We probably have two different ideas of what has surprised us most. What has surprised me most is um, that there were amazing stories I was able to uncover. Um, as we started from the ground up, we wanted to make sure we interviewed as many young women as possible when we first started out, just so that we could sustain ourselves. And I realized there were so many amazing stories and people's names who I'd never heard. And I was almost disappointed that it was their first time coming in contact with an opportunity to share their story on a wider platform. It was very interesting for me to meet so many incredible young women just in Dallas alone that have been like for example like you I had no idea you were based <laughs> in Dallas so when we interviewed you I was so shocked that you've never been interviewed yourself and so that was something I was I was halfway disappointed and halfway excited because I felt like I was uncovering secret gems all over the place but at the same time I wished we had uncovered their story sooner mm -hmm. yeah I definitely agree with Brooke on that that 
it amazes me that something like this isn't being done, that there is no platform for women to share their stories. And then we're just choosing the avenue of politics because that's what we're interested in. And that's very high profile. And a lot of people know or don't know their, their representatives. Um, so that's so important. But something else I would add is um, just the power within ourselves that our contributors are are so engaged in this um, and the ideas that keep spurring from the both of us of we we started this as like a passion project mm-hmm. but now we're really seeing it come into fruition and so we're kind of expanding and thinking about all these other ideas of what we're able to do with this and that this could make some larger impact and that's really amazing like I, I don't know if we if either of us like like, of course, we always, like, want to believe that, but in our wildest dreams, like, that we're actually making a difference, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird to think about, like, this thing that I am doing in, you know, my spare time is actually making a difference in some way. Like, that's it's kind of a weird thing to think about, and I'm sure you're Exactly, yeah. And I'm not, thing. like, a creative soul in the least. And so, like, <laughs> creating something, I'm just like, whoa. Well, and you do the same thing, so you know exactly what we're talking about. I yeah. mean, you have this podcast that, like, I I knew about it, and I thought it was in D.C., and just, I, I honestly thought you guys were paid, and you had a huge team, <laughs> and the fact that it's you doing it on your own, that's something you should also be really proud about. Yeah. We're, we're super impressed with your podcast. Definitely. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> So what advice do you have for a woman or a group of women who are thinking about starting something like this? Like maybe they've got an idea like, well, nobody's doing this. Maybe I should actually start working on this. Like what are what are your your ideas and thoughts and advice for them? Not to steal from Nike, but just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like I said, I have an empowered background. So when I want something, I go for it. but that's really hard to do when you're taking a risk and when you're not getting paid for it and just (laughs) like anticipating all the problems that will come. But it's, it's been really awesome to have Brooke by my side Um, to just reach out and say, you know, I have this idea. I'm just like, yes, let's do this. And then have others like on board with it. Like you have a good idea. Don't question yourself as much as you do. I, the advice I would give would to not be do it not to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I originally was like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna start this website. I've done a website before. I'm gonna interview folks, but I just took a chance and I was like, okay, first of all, I'm gonna reach out to Adriana because I know she has a talent that I am not nearly as strong in, which is data. And I know that instead of just telling stories, we can also bring something useful, like a tool. And then when we started reaching out to our contributors and our staff, our editors, all of these people who were as interested as we were in doing this for free because they were helping us from the ground up with this movement, I made sure that every chance that I get, and I still do, I think Adriana and I both do, we let them know how important they are and that it's not just us. If we could have done this interview with all like 20 of them and all of them <laughs> and sitting on this, we would. Every time we make a decision, I feel it's only fair to bring it to every single one of them when I can. I just, though, I just 
the only thing I could really impress upon anyone who wants to do something is to rely on their network of folks because they have no idea who might actually be just as interested in you as creating a movement in creating a movement. So roll off that, and this wouldn't have even been possible if we wouldn't have met through the Texas Civic Ambassador Program. Mm -hmm. And I think the the strength of that program is bringing together these millennials that are involved in in the same issues of just civic engagement, of understanding why other millennials aren't involved in politics and, and just bringing more awareness to how important it is that these laws are affecting our lives. Awesome. So how can people get involved with Lone Star Parity Project? We actually have a little tab on our website. Um, I am pulling it up right now. <laughs> so our website is lonestarparityproject.org. And um, if people check out our website, there is a tab that says join, and it gives a couple of different opportunities. Um, we also post out job descriptions regularly. So, uh, of course, our become a contributor, our application for being a contributor is always open. We never say no to anyone. Um, anyone who is willing to join the movement, we're absolutely willing to have them on our team. Um, and the cool thing about it is that we actually don't have a specific writing style. All of our contributors write in a very different way. So it definitely shows how important it is to have different voices on our team. We have everywhere from conservatives to independents to Democrats, and we want to make sure all of their voices are heard in the way that they show it while still being nonpartisan. So they just literally check out our website and we have an application for them. We are also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're millennials, so <laughs> we've got social media covered. Um, yeah, and to speak to Brooke's uh, comments, we, like, the millennial generation is diverse, and we really want to expose that, and women are diverse, and we feel like but certain women have been left out of the conversation and everyone should be uplifted. It's not a zero sum game that we can all prosper from this project. Well, it's fantastic. I love what y'all are doing. I'm obviously excited about the idea of getting more women of every political leaning involved in politics. So congratulations. Great job. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. And thanks for chatting with me today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Emily. And that's it for today. Thanks to Brooke Lopez and Adriana Mayberry for chatting with me. Check out Lone Star Parody Project at lonestarparodyproject.weebly.com. Find them on Facebook at Lone Star Parody Project or on Twitter. They are at Lone Star Parody. You can find and follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what we're doing here, please tell a friend about the show. And that's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.